Hello everyone, I'm Belinda, your host. Welcome to Vitamin D. This is the podcast if you want to have positive news, awesome stories, and maybe get away from everyday bad news or scary stories that's getting out. So, I want to get started with some wholesome stories I found out. So, this user, G.S. Griffin, who says, My grandmother took me to the Jacksonville Zoo. I was six. I was excited to see all the animals in real life that I saw pictures of or on TV. I knew all the names and wasn't shy demonstrating my knowledge. When we got to the elephants, I go to Big Sur. I noticed something odd and yelled out, Hey, Grandma, look, look, that elephant has five legs. One, two, three, four, five. When she stopped laughing and got a breath, she explained that it was a male elephant. <laughs> I must say that children are the people <laughs> who would tell you the weirdest and the funniest of things. I mean, I have experience with um, children just pointing out things that maybe adults wouldn't want to do and just, you know, like embarrassing everyone. But since they're children, you just have to laugh about it. And so. <laughs> I love, love the honesty of children and just their general curiosity about everything and anything. <laughs> ah, I wish everyone could just get back to having this kind of curiosity. That would be a much funnier world. Um, and we have another wholesome story by user John Lee Smith. So, stories. Me, but my uncle. When my uncle was very young, he was getting dressed and he put his shoes on his opposite feet. My grandmother saw this and said, Oh, you put your shoes on the wrong feet. My uncle looked at my grandmother and then his feet. But mom, these are the only feet I've got. <laughs> okay, oh my god, yes, another children's story because I'm in love with those. <laughs> oh, and I must say, even for me, now, since I'm not a native English speaker, I sometimes make mistakes like that that sound quite funny when I don't understand words. And I guess mistakes like that could have happened to me at some point. And people must have loved their asses. We have another story now by Lena Loves and she says, my mom came out of the bathroom after having done eyebrow pencil, and I said, without missing a beat, Oh, mama, you make men eyebrows. <laughs> she went back and changed them. <laughs> oh my god, the poor mom. <laughs> she must have taken so long to make eyebrows, and I said, I, yeah, I do take a long time to make them, since every time you try, they're not the same size. <laughs> And then your child is telling you, yeah, you got men eyebrows. Mm. Ah, this poem. Here's another story by Cynthia Hinckley, who says, When I was a kid, my mom told me I couldn't lay on the floor to watch TV because of the trap from the door. Only, I thought she said giraffe, and I spent many evenings trying to figure out how would you wrap flatten itself enough to get another front door and what it would do to make me sick? I was 
terrible, right? Oh, well, that's... Okay. <laughs> that's a very funny... <laughs> like, he was terrified of giraffes so long because he thought a giraffe was looking at him. Oh my god. I guess a lot of children have misunderstandings like that from adults because, you know, just don't understand pronunciations right and then end up being terrified by giraffes for a long time. Uh, poor children though. Do any of you have any wholesome stories to share? I would love to hear about those. And you can DM me on at Vitamin D Podcast on Instagram or on my Facebook page, Vitamin D by Belinda, and just send me a message. I may read some of your stories in the next episode. And yep, now we'll move to some positive news because we need them right now. I must say the TV is not really showing <laughs> positive news or any of the social media that I follow actually. So I've gone to one um, paper online which is called Positive News and yes, let me give you some of the positive news that happened in the world so that we may have some hope for our future. Uh, yes, yeah, so there are repair shops and the circular economy went mainstream. So effects to slowed and fast fashion gathered pace this year with big name retailers launching rental and repair services for clothes. John Lewis and Selfridges that the charge in the UK. The latter said it wanted 45% of all sales to be driven by circle products by 23. The UK also got its first fixing factories where volunteers repair 40 items. Be the electronics of the bikes on pay what you can afford basis. Both for in London, but the organizations behind them want to open one on every street. Wow, that's that's great actually. I have tried to um, do a bit of circular economy by um, gifting my clothes or by actually buying um, from shops, or second-hand shops rather. And I must say that it's great because I have a lot of choices in fashion that are, well, not trends right now. And that actually helps me find my, what I like. And yeah, that's, that's a really good news actually. We have some news now from the transportation industry. So hydrogen trains took to the brakes. Electric trains produce up to nine times less carbon dioxide than planes. But what about the roads that can't be electrified? So Germany may have the answer. This year it launched the first the world's first hundred percent hydrogen powered trains, which have been put to work on a line near the German city of Hamburg, where they were along emitting only water. While hydrogen powered trains produce no direct carbon emissions. The fuel is only ever as green as energy used to create it. Though I must say that's uh, that's really good news. Uh, I mean uh, I've been to Germany and I know on this train system and I must say I'm very impressed that they came up with this hydrogen train and actually managed to um, try first. I remember I went to um, Aachen University 
um, to one of its science fairs and they were actually showing a model of this train and that was some time ago and I'm very happy to see that now they managed to actually try it. And on to our last piece of positive news for today. Um, four day week went mainstream. Oh yeah. Proponents of a shorter working week have long argued that it would improve life satisfaction without impacting productivity. This year, more firms were swayed by this idea. In September, groundbreaking four day week pilot put the thumbs up from almost nine out of ten terms. 10 firms, sorry, taking part, with 86% saying they plan to keep the new model. Even companies not taking part appear to be embracing shorter working weeks. According to a survey by the University of Reading in England, 65% of UK businesses now offer truncated working weeks compared to 50% in 2019. Meanwhile, in Belgium, workers were given the right to request a four-day week. That's Wow, uh, that's actually a big advancement in working and I remember when starting to work that a, people would usually say if you work more, you're actually being more productive and I mean, I'm very happy that now people are actually noticing that that's not the case or that's not always the case rather because for me personally, when I was working um, all of my hours, at some point I was just too tired to actually would work and I remember when um, I was working in IT there was a point where I was working until 10 or 11 or something and I must say when I came back the next day and I did the same thing that took me throughout three hours to do I actually took 30 minutes to understand it and the next day when I was actually refreshed and slept a bit and yeah that's just losing time and I'm so happy to see that now companies are understanding a bit more that uh, spending more time doesn't actually mean that you're getting better work or that you're more productive. Ah, so I'm hoping that you are happy until now with podcasts and you're, I'm just going to give you now some news about everything that's happened around and a wholesome story actually from um, mine of mine rather, where um, my boyfriend just built a birdhouse for them because uh, we had really low temperatures um, a few weeks back and he wanted to have a place where birds could get food and actually none of our neighbors have any um, birdhouses and well, when he put the birdhouse out and he put all of their, um, the greens there, we were so happy to see a lot of birds coming in and it was like I don't know 20 birds coming and going coming and going and it was just so beautiful to watch because we weren't expecting so many birds to come and we definitely weren't expecting them to eat that much I mean we put food and in a day it was all gone and we had to buy more and more I was like okay yeah maybe maybe the birds are eating a bit much or they just called all of the bird mates to come and get the food yeah at the end of it we're like cool now I can just watch birds the thing is we wanted to get a cat or a dog at some point and I was thinking eh, are we going to scare the birds away if we buy a pet 
because I mean usually pets hunt birds and I don't know if that would stop them from coming though so, I'm gonna say our neighbor has a dog and the birds don't seem scared of it so yep who knows maybe they want to come at some point <laughs> uh, anyway I hope every one of you listeners have a really nice end of Monday and um, I hope to hear you again on next Monday. I plan to make new episodes of Vitamin D every Monday and to release them at 17 hours CST. And yeah, let me know in my messages, my DMs at Vitamin D Podcast or on my Facebook page, Vitamin D by Belinda. If you have any comments or if you have any ideas of what I could add or what I could do better. And yeah, see you soon. Bye.